It is the Tiltcast, episode 413. Immunity, here I come! And this week, guys, we talk more Monster Hunter World Iceborne, Journey to the Savage Planet, Void Bastards, by myself. and For the King. Stay tuned. Raking out the tissues. Oh, we doing that? Huh? Uh, well, yeah. Not... There we Cha-cha. go. <laughs> it's the tilt cast. I was holding back the dog from chewing her bone <laughs> because, you know, noises and whatnot. Hey! It's back. We're back. We're back. And today is Friday, March 6th, 9.39 p.m. It is. Getting back on our game. <sighs> if not on, not on time. Somewhat. I'm Ness. I'm Jason. Uh, I am a shit stain. I am Rusty. And together, you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Uh, if you haven't already gathered from the bullshit comment, it is a M-rated show. Mm. Plus a dog. Yes. And um, that doesn't work for you. Well, you've been mm. forewarned. Right. And you heard yes. one of the lightest of curse words. Uh, that's fucking cute. Let's move on, you <laughs> cock stains. <laughs> So, uh, with that, um, <laughs> been a pretty interesting week for uh, lots of people. Uh, Rusty, yep. you're on like uh, some kind of staycation right now. Is I that am. Right? I am currently on a mental health break. Yes, which means I plan on doing as little as possible unless something actually happens with a realtor. So there's that. But oh. I'm sorry. Were you going to get beamed up? Beam me up, Mr. Doohan. Beam me up. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? All right. um... (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm taking a a, a week off. I'm going to play game, (laughs) mainly. That is kind of how I reset my brain. Uh, I am a very big advocate for taking time off for yourself. Don't take time off just to go on a vacation because you're spending money. You're being around people that maybe you don't know, you don't like, uh, or you're spending time with family, which is still good. Mind you, it is still good to spend time with family, but it's also good to spend time with you, with you. Just do things that you want to do. You do you. You do you. I'm going to find other ways to tie that in. Just don't. Just don't do you. All right. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I just wanted to bring in that there was an article and I'm not going to delve way too far into it. But essentially it said you uh, doing you can increase your doing resistance to disease. Did you see that I just posted that? (laughs) Yeah. You doing you. Your immune system. It's boosted by masturbation. Doing you. No wonder I don't get sick. (laughs) Immunity, here I come. (laughs) I can beat the coronavirus right the fuck now. (laughs) You can beat it. (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) And I am no scientist, and I don't know all the things and stuff about that, right? But it does feel very hyperbolic right now. Of course. Uh, With uh, all I mean, the it's... different things shutting down and all the different statements, like my work issued a statement that said that didn't necessarily say uh, it excuses your absence. It just says... It just says, if you think you have the coronavirus, you should probably stay home. Oh, is that so? 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Going on, I'm going on imaginary leaves. Right. I, I'm surprised that I'm going uh, on doom leaves. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing yeah, doom leaves because that's coming real soon. Um, no, the this this whole thing with the fucking virus, right? You know, it's been floating around really for about what a month. A freezing, yeah, yeah. Jesus. yeah. But the uh, thing is, is I it's it, it is a different version of what I would consider as the common cold if you look at the symptoms, right? So I mean, like what thirteen out of three hundred thousand people have died. Uh, I, it, there's it's a higher mortality rate, but it's also you know, so it's a, a a way higher mortality rate than say the common cold. I'll, right. I'll give it that. Yeah, but like, isn't but it's it, a way lower mortality rate than say the yearly flu. Right. Well, the you flu know, infects more people. The flu infects more people, but you know the the people who are actually like dying from the coronavirus, right, is generally the older people with compromised immune systems and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the younger kids that don't have an immune system Basically, built up. Basically, if you're a general healthy human being, right, you're going to be very sick for about one to two weeks, and it's it's going to be the worst then, common cold that you've ever had. I was going to say I'd be way more scared of meningitis, right? You like know, something that you get sick and then like tomorrow you die, right? Exactly. <laughs> the uh, or, or, or fucking Ebola was really, like, a concern when that was going around. Like, fucking Ebola was like, I do not want to bleed from my eye sockets. Thank you. I mean, we uh, also, uh, this table saw outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fucking outbreak. Scared the piss out of me. I fucking, know, for, like, I'm like, spider monkeys can go the fuck away. Yeah. For a while, I, was, I felt like I was even washing my eyeballs. Yeah. It's it like, just like, I don't yeah, want any disease. I have, I have no... No want <laughs> way that. too young to see that movie, right? Exactly. But the the reality here is is it, it is a stronger version of the common cold. It's it's the same kind of virus, right? So you're you're going to run into situations like right now. I looked at the uh, at, at the news, and Tulsa County has a confirmed case. The dude is fifty years old. Uh, and he is basically holed up at home right now with his family. Like he's sick, but he's not like dying. Right. He's just like, this is a contagious, you know, uh, viral infection and I'm going to stay the fuck home. I feel like I would get a work at home profile. <laughs> right. That's what would happen to me. I'd just be like, well, here's the thumb drive and now you're working at home. Basically, exactly. So the I'd uh, get something in the mail overnighted to me and then I'd continue to work from here. Right. So and it would just be problematic for the kid. Well, the 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 whole work from home thing is actually a thing that's happening right now with a lot of big businesses. Like if you have the option to work from home to do your job, most of these businesses are, you know, are realizing that this is, you know, that if you go to a communal place like a big fucking office, you're, you know, exponentially, you know, growing the chance that one of your workers is going to spread the virus around the office. Well, it's not just that. In general, my company and a lot of companies are realizing how easy it is with technology to work from home. Right. I mean, in my case, it's simply give you a webcam, make sure you have a solid internet connection, and then we've got... Uh, without spreading it to proprietary information, we have a thumb drive that will 
basically mirror everything we have and give you all the tools you need. Right. And turn your desktop into a mirrored desktop from a server. Oh, that's good. I mean, that is, you know, that. And the minimum requirements for it are fucking low. Right. You know, there's, there's plenty of different, you know, options for, you know, you know, for uh, different industries. I mean, it's really easy if you just take phone calls, right? You know, well, if if you are, I deal with a training department and all of our training's virtual. Right. If you're doing training. Half the classes that we do are people that work from home. Yeah. And if you're doing like, uh, if you're doing like meeting minutes and stuff like that, all of the stuff can be done over fucking like a phone call. You can do all of the presentations from a remote. You don't necessarily need to be in a fucking boardroom to do a presentation anymore. Well, my Um, company's finally realized how much money they spend in travel. Right, exactly. And the last two years moving to this has saved us bukus of dollars because right. it doesn't make sense to fly five people out for a week to stay at a hotel. Right. Like, it's, I mean, it costs like, 10 grand to send, like, five people for a week. Yeah, well, it costs, yeah, it, it costs my company, like, you know, $2,500 just to, you know, to send me to a fucking training class, in, you know, in a different city for five days. You know, it's... That is a lot of fucking money that can be saved, right? But, I mean, in a situation like this, if there's a fucking outbreak or a fucking pandemic or something like that, a lot of uh, a lot of people have options. You know, a lot of these companies are realizing, it's, hey, we've got this option. Let's it's only when you're in it. a production industry where that doesn't become viable. Well, that or you're doing something that is, you know, that is hands-on service, like That's, like what I do. You know, right, I, I can't fix a, you know, fix a computer like physically replace a part from home it's not gonna happen but it just like me and jason's jobs could be done from home yeah i mean the one uh like my place of business the one roadblock we have is we do not have like the the virtual agent tools where they could take calls from home and see we have the tools where i can take over i can remote desktop anything i need to do right you know, regardless of where you're at in the country, yeah. like the training program now, we have lets you remote desktop while real time. Yeah. And both people can take control at the now, same time. That's different for supervisors. Obviously I can. Right. My agents can. Well, so, but the way because things... of the nature of our business, there are certain securities you can't replicate right. on a remote connection for everyone. Right. Now the, it, it's moving more and more towards that, though. Just looking at the tech for it, yeah. Um, the uh, the tech is there to be able to do you know virtual machines and you know mm-hmm. and just living you know living in the server world that I do, uh, I can see what the back end of all of that is. Like it is one server that basically powers like upwards to like forty, fifty, sixty computers, like individual workstations. Uh, you know, at a time and those can flow across a bunch of different servers. Now that, that is all basically centralized computing and this is getting into like the mid mid to high tier shit. Right. But the reality here is, is that that one thing in a fucking controlled environment can provide a workstation for 40 people wherever in the world they are. That is, that is the reality. And all they do is just, get into a computer log in and bam they've got a you know fully functioning computer desktop that is managed by the company like what you're what you're doing 
uh, you well, know, and I also work for a multi-billion dollar company. Right. So and, and I have some resources not everybody has. But the the thing is, though, is now, I mean, sure, this may be a, a, a large price tag to us sitting at a table, right? But like two or three thousand dollars, right, is is a pretty large price tag. But that gets you a server with 40 workstations. Try to get 40 workstations like physically onto a desk for that. It doesn't, it don't work. Right. So it buys you like six. Right. You know, but that also gives you the ability to do that anywhere in the world, you know, that they have an internet connection. So without getting into the boring, I mean, it's not technology. Awesome. The technology's there. I know that when we've set up outsource sites and I've helped do that, like they VPN into a central server, like what you're talking about. Exactly. To save on cost for, or like a, literally they are, they have a tiny ass box. that's like almost a Roku box or not a Roku, uh, like a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. It's a, con- uh, 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 what is it? It's a console, really. It's, it's, it's like it's a thin, it's uh, a, the box is the size of the box that my cell phone came in, and it has an HDMI port, and it has yep. two USB ports on it, and an Ethernet port. Uh, it, it's and a, it just connects to a monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse. Yep, thin and provisioning. It's it's uh, it's like a small console. It doesn't have any processing power. All no. it does is uh, provide a video output, some inputs for your keyboard and mouse, uh, and has a network card that can access the VPN. That's it. There's no processing on the thing. Um, and more and more companies are actually going to that because of centralized IT. But that that's just me being, you know, a fucking computer geek and what I do. But if you want to hear something just random and funny. Yeah. So uh, in the world of uh, free, ro- free range Lola. Um, <laughs> free range Lola. For the most part, my little Deffy here has been. Pretty good the last few days. Yeah? Yeah. Make the dog presence. That seems to work. And um, so Jessa was here last weekend for a little bit for a competition for the kid. And the dog, um, this is the only bad instance she had. Basically, she was leaving and she was getting an Uber to the airport mm-hmm. and left the door open just to crack. The dog mm-hmm. knew that she was leaving and bolted out the door. Oh. And so she chased her around the neighborhood for 25 minutes while oh, the Uber man. sat there. And the one idea that she got to get, because she's like, the dog was saying, fuck you the whole time. She knew that I was leaving and she just kept just out of reach uh-huh. um, <clears throat> and just danced around me. And I was like, what'd you do? She's like, well, I got your plain pork rinds uh-huh. and I Hansel and Gretel'd her like a bread trail uh- <laughs> all the way back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pork rinds. Because <laughs> occasionally, I mean, the dogs snack with me on stuff. I know that's not going to hurt them. Right. Pork um, rinds are pretty, you know, pretty harmless. Like plain hat, plain ass pork rinds. I'll right. give them plain ass this pork is, rinds. This is the only thing I'd worry about is maybe the salt content, but that's about it. The you what know, content? The salt. Oh, there's not even hardly any of that. Yeah. Normally, I mean, it's they, got some salt on it. That's, uh, that's the, the problem with pork rinds in general. Yeah, they eat plain ass popcorn. Like, I don't eat popcorn very often, so I always have popcorn for when I'm going off keto for a little bit to yeah. reset. And sometimes I just make popcorn and feed the dogs popcorn. Like let them play catch. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm just. I just. You just love your dog. I do. I love both my dogs <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, today that the other dog gets jealous when I play with this dog, so we play like it's two handed tug of war. One ropes in one hand, one ropes in the other hand, and then I just look like a wavy tube man pulling on both sides. 
Hey, the wave and arm inflatable tube man. And I've got it. And I got it this afternoon when I got home. Like I'm trying to wear her out more often. So I wear out in the morning. I wear out on lunch. Wear out a little bit at dinner time. Mm-hmm. And I decided I was going to, instead of doing the wavy tube man today, I was just going to do the helicopter. Right. So I just slowly started to spin with both ropes on both sides. Uh-huh. Zoe's a fat old dog. Right. So Zoe just kind of kept up and this dog centrifugal force took over and she just spun. <laughs> and then I got really dizzy and fell over. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> There's drawbacks to your, uh, to your, to, to my plan. Yeah, here. to your plan. Yes. I almost made myself sick. Oh, well. But, yeah. Worth it. That's, you, that's, you love the simple, that's the simple life that I have. I mean, I get <laughs> so much fucking organic ass peanut butter. Uh, yeah, you uh, you probably go through way way more peanut butter than most normal. people. Yeah, yeah. It's three kong. It's six kongs a day. So I mean, Jesus, what Jesus. six kongs? Yeah, it's three kongs and like a dog treat, like one of those uh, dog jerky, and then I come home at lunch and give her three more kongs. Like, I try to spread the peanut butter out a little bit, so, but it's, uh, I'm going through one of those big, not the biggest tub you can get of organic, but like a 24 ounce every week and a half right now. Damn, that's a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. Damn, but it's, it's you know, I just get the stuff that's basically just peanuts, oil, and like. It's got a little bit of salt in it. Yeah, it's got a little bit. I yeah. always leave them water. It might be clogging her up. Maybe that's why she's it's, not making a mess. Well, it's I mean, possible. Well, that and the peanut butter itself. I mean, I don't know about you, but the fucking peanut butter is not great for me. I love peanut butter. I yeah, I I, I haven't been I haven't been doing it. You know, on this uh, on this stint of keto. I mean, it's um, working for me. I feel like I'm shitting everything away. Uh, <laughs> right now, I have. Uh, I'm Actually, down. I'm down 26 pounds from Christmas. I'm 36 pounds from Christmas. Damn. Yeah. It's definitely working. Yeah. So it's actually it's it's working really well. <laughs> that is. Uh, I mean, that's really basically just what two full months of loss for both of us, and we've lost a small child. So <laughs> between the two of us, that's pretty good. It's a lot of poop babies. <laughs> you have lost one of my children between you. Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, 36 fucking pounds. That's is, a lot of shit. 36 pounds. That is three 12-pound bowling balls, man. It's fucking crazy. That add 26 to that. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, that is fucking like... 72 pounds of craziness, man. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it's working. Uh, of course, I think both of us have a very similar inspiration for this. Uh, dude... Fucking like all I need to do is just like if I feel like I am failing in one way or another, all I need to do is look at Mikey's picture and be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I might have said it a few shows back, but me and my buddy, he's been on the show I think once or twice. Yeah. He was on I think the show that got us banned from iTunes the first time. Oh terrible. Oh iTunes. <laughs> but yeah, I had a picture of me when I lost weight the first time and him and he was really big. Yeah. And then we took another picture at McNally's, and then I was the one that was looking like the chubby kid. And yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah, dude. He's losing like, weight. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he just did the whole flip on uh, on you. And, I mean, you know, I, I'd actually, I, I use his success as a uh, as a catalyst for, to keep me going. Because there are situations, there's points in keto where you're just like, this sucks. 
I don't know. Keto I mean, flu sucks. Um, I don't really get it that bad. Uh, and if you are not doing things correctly, you can get the keto shits, which also really suck. They're very demoralizing. It's all, all of it is a demoralization. And then you're just sitting there going, is this worth it? Like, am I putting myself through this much pain? So, and on top of that, I can't have pizza. I was like, do I really need to continue? Honestly, the only thing I change is I do a reset every four to six weeks, which means I go a few days of eating normal, but not overkill. Yeah. Um, just making normal food without substituting stuff. And I stay more, staying way far away from nuts and I'm not overdoing the cheese and I'm losing weight like crazy. I'm, uh, you know, also as part of my like cost saving measures, I'm actually, uh, cutting out things that I normally did on keto, which was. Uh, which was go to fucking QT and get just the hot dogs with no buns. Um, and I've been doing, you know, so I, instead I've been going to, uh, to the deli. I'll get fucking provolone cheese, uh, Genoa salami and sandwich pepperoni. And I'll make my own fucking like, you know, you know, salami sandwiches. Right. Something random. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, made a corned beef the other day. The kid loves corned beef. Yeah. So it's corned beef. I caramelized some onions with some extra butter and then put provolone cheese on top. Oh, dude. And then I ate that with green beans and bacon, or I've made some like Parmesan covered Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. I mean, I just incorporate a vegetable and you just add, two of my three meals every day. Yeah. You just add some vegetable matter here and there. Um, and then you just, you know, you. You add some more oil to it just to make sure that you're hitting your uh, your macros. All right, so Jason, didn't you have something kind of crazy happen this week? Basically, yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, it's been, it's been so, insane. Um, really, I didn't get much game done at all this week because the because the wife signed the kids up for uh, the eldest for basketball at the Y and the two younger ones for soccer. Oh boy. Um, so this was the first week of all that, which meant, um, you know, like last weekend we got, we got gear and the, so like Monday and Tuesday I spent basically just making sure everything was ready. Uh, and then Wednesday as we're going to the first practice, which was soccer. My wife informed me not only are our five and six year old on the same team because they, you know, they mix the sexes on the younger kids because there's only so many of them, right? Right. Not only are they on the same team, their team has no coach. Oh, shit. So we show up at that first practice. There is a single YMCA volunteer. Uh, going back and forth between all these groups, uh-huh. trying to make sense of the chaos, uh-huh. because none of these teams have coaches. Nice. I'm feeling I'm feeling the wave here. And then, what happens? But my wife says, "Oh, oh. my husband's played soccer oh. for more than half his life." Fuck. 
<laughs> Terrible. I'm sure he could do this. You got volunteered. Voluntold. You basically you you had no choice at that point. Oh God. Yep. You got you got, so you got bamboozled. <laughs> so then the second half of my week. I spent my evenings filling out volunteer forms and going through, oh. going through goddamn like fairness. You have to go through training. training and child abuse training. You're and, a Y volunteer now, and like concussion protocol training, and yeah, you're a Y volunteer. Why aren't you wearing your Y shirt? <laughs> I got the look, dude. I Fuck got the you, look. look. <laughs> that is awesome. No, no, you got to live the life, man. It's, Fuck are you. It's it's yeah. You you you've got to take. You got to own that. Now, now you have to own it. I would normally normally have said, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it." Uh, no, I'm you not. can't. You can't do that. But the fact that both of my children, who won, the youngest has social anxiety issues. Right. Neither one of them's been in any kind of organized sport or been around it, because Marley hasn't been in one. Okay. Both of them have no patience. Yeah. They will throw the a tantrum at the slightest, like, this didn't go my way. Uh-huh. And I said to myself internally, Do I want to put I that... will not put another parent through this bullshit. Oh, my God. Now, not only that, but you have, what, a, a, at least another handful of kids and to watch. On top of that, half of the kids who should have been there, I find out later when I get the email that tells me who my team is. Um, half of them didn't show up. Oh, joy. Welcome to the Y. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. That is fucking nuts. You, so, so, so coach, <laughs> your, your first practice didn't go so well. <laughs> Sup, coach? <laughs> yep. Come on. There we go. So, yeah, that's been like. It's been my week. Oh my gosh. Dog, I love you, but you need to go. Oh, you're licking my nose. Oh, you're licking my nose. Oh, you're so cute. Oh my god. Oh, and she's got my. She's. Cables! There we go. All right. Wow. And then, All right. on top of that... Rusty's panic response is heavy breathing. <laughs> like, they sent out this massive emails today saying, the program is full. We cannot accept anyone else. By the way, we still have no coaches. <laughs> if one of you parents could find it in your heart to step up, Please do. So the Y your, is desperate. So how long is this season? Um, 
like six weeks, six or eight weeks. So for the next six or eight weeks, you are uh, designated uh, professional. Yeah. Uh, He's McGurkin. No. Babysitter. What? There is a, there is one shining line in all this. They only practice one one night a week. And then Saturdays that I was going to have to be there for anyway, because Crystal works. So I'm only sacrificing a day, an evening. What? One. One, one evening. One evening. You get to be the patron saint of all the parents. I don't but envy that also you. Prepare for a I lack of to, gratitude. Right. That also exactly. means I have to email all of these damn parents tomorrow and go, oh, by the way, half of you are horrible people because your children were not there Wednesday. Hello, I'm your coach. Oh, God. Because I will be that dick. <laughs> I'm oh, sure you will. God. I'm getting an email from a random Y volunteer coach dude that's like, you're a terrible parent. <laughs> you're a terrible parent. You paid for soccer and did not bring your kid. Hey, with the coronavirus going around, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to be at least one of the fucking, like, uh, the, the excuses, right? I'm yeah. not bringing my kid to a communal location with there's like a fucking virus going around and stuff. There's always a virus going around. Always somebody always has the fucking cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. There's no. I I don't get it. This is all fucking sensationalized. I'm trying not to go too far deep into this because I could rant for hours. So, but so speaking of that. Yeah. I thought of a new thing this week. Yeah. I was sitting there thinking to myself about all this corona stuff as you know, our offices send out similar memos, right? To yeah. what Justin was talking about. Yeah. So I got thinking to myself, you know how while wow, Obama was president. Damn it, Obama. The, the big thing on <laughs> social media was thanks, Obama, whenever Damn. anything yeah. went wrong. Thanks, Obama. What? You know, coronavirus there is less happening with coronavirus right now than there was 10 12 years ago during sars or swine flu pick one i don't care right the infection or, rates much lower or, or the ebola virus yeah, so that way more virulent. that bird flu thing that bird I had, flu thing that happened when a lot of some of our listeners weren't alive but well, um, when that was happening damn. i had the guitarist um, of the band i was playing and convinced that he had that flu to the point that he was at the doctor. He made me take him to the doctor. We got to the point of signing up, and after about 20 minutes of waiting, I was like, I've been fucking with you this whole day. Dude. And he was so fucking pissed. Of course he would be. But he was so fucking gullible. <laughs> but, but anyway, oh I was thinking about this, and I just the, didn't want to wait the to thought her. occurred to me. Now, granted, the news media does their own thing, right? But they're more highlighting what's going on in foreign countries. Social media has been a bear with this particular one. Oh, shit. So I decided it's no longer thanks, Obama. It's thanks, Facebook. It's thanks, Zuckerberg. <laughs> thanks, Zuckerberg. Nah. It, it's your it's your fucking platform that has made this all over 
over-sensationalized. So we, we're aiming to get banned from Facebook. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Yes. yes, yes. There we go. Thanks, Zuckerberg. Um, the, uh, it's... No, it's way, really, it's, it's all way, it's all social media. People just can't control themselves. It's not just social media, though. It's normal fucking media, too. You got you. You can't fucking they, they made a big fucking deal about the overseas shit. And then as soon as it starts coming over and hitting one of the fucking now, states, it's and, in the fucking news yeah. immediately. Just now, like the one I talked about. You know, the one that's in this county, like right. one dude in this county, he's 50 years old, st- staying at home. You know, he flew into Tulsa National Airport and they made a big, uh, made a big fucking deal about when and, you know, what day, at what time that he flew into the fucking airport, when he, came, you know, when he started showing symptoms and the fact that he is at home. Like, it couldn't be just there's one confirmed case in the area. No, right. they needed to make sure that they had to have all of this information and provide it to the fucking public, right? So that other people could be like, oh, my God, I was at the airport at the same time as that dude. I'm going to die. You know? Yeah, I saw something that was like, hey, there was one of the people that was at a Tool concert recently had the coronavirus. Right. Or, or the, the fucking report from fucking Amazon, you know, in, uh, you know, in Washington, right? Um, oh, yeah. Man, the, I saw some great memes about that, though. Yeah. It's like you're going to fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get your fucking coronavirus in two days, <laughs> right? With free shipping. <laughs> yeah. It's some uh, good prime humor. Yeah, it's prime humor, of course. Uh, <laughs> I looked for prime humor for today and could not find any, un- unthankfully. It's just it, it's just that. I mean, the you know, it's it's overdone. Sure, you you way can, overdone. You can lessen your you know your chances of actually getting any common cold virus or any like respiratory infection by doing normal shit like wash your fucking hands well, the thing don't is, you, don't touch your face so fucking like, often sure you know sure covid-19 is a is covid covid covid-19 is a is a coronavirus but so was sars they're both basically different strains of the same upper respiratory virus and sars had a much higher mortality rate you know it's the way that i look at this now is what's that fucking uh what's that fucking game that you can uh that you can fucking basically plague inc plague inc i love that game yeah i was playing that this week and i had a i made my (laughs) virus bud light bud light yeah Yeah, because everybody wants to catch some bud light right um (laughs) no the thing is but the but the key the key to play gig is start in Madagascar slow, always start in Madagascar always start in Madagascar slow incubation right that way highly contagious that way and you start get, with like low symptoms that don't matter that much yes right so it's like a common cold a sneeze and then you wait till all those points have built up and then you just like explode the fucker right exactly it's gonna sneeze you're gonna start vomiting from your fucking ass it's gonna be it's great it's great the whole fucking like the worst part of that you know that game got banned in china i know well huh well i wonder for, why uh, yeah you know, the thing and is, is that, the game is used to, uh, used as a hot, you know, like a top level, like infection model, like people or, or, you know, like actual doctors who study this shit, right? Look at Plague Inc. and say, yeah, 
I mean, if it doesn't have all of the factors in there, but it's got most of them, you know, you can use this as a way to kind of top level model a simple infection, you know, scenario. And you're you're playing this fucking game going, oh my God, I'm killing the entire human race right now. I know, at like (laughs) 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, it was a work night, I was sitting there in my bed, the dog snoring, and I'm sitting there still playing Plague Inc. Because I was like, why am I still playing it? And I was like, this game's still pretty good on a phone. I mean, right. It's, but it's this, like is how high, it. this is how high the mania has gotten with this. There are full-on interactive maps See the of one. the infection rate. See the one right, right where we're at? <laughs> well, this they is... just planted a dot in the middle of America. Oh, they just... There are 120... There are 148 confirmed cases. Uh, we just happen to be right in the middle of America, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Of course, there's an infection map. So, I mean, Jason, you haven't been playing a lot of game, but. I haven't. It's Rusty, all you've been playing a kids. little bit, right? A little? Fuck. When did I start playing? Uh, I started playing fucking Monster Hunter. Uh, like, did you move beginning. on to anything? Nope. <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh, How many uh, more hours do you think you put in since uh, last week? I have probably put in about 30 to 40 hours. That's um, not bad. You know, total over the course of basically one month, I've put in... T- 216-ish hours, something like that, uh, of Monster Hunter, basically mainlining that fucking game hardcore. Uh, it was uh, the uh, it was the gaming budget for, uh, for last month, and it's probably going to uh, be what I play until Doom comes out. Um, then I'll take a 40-hour 40, 40 break, play Doom, and then go back to Monster Hunter, I'm sure. Uh, it is, uh, it is fulfilling every bit of need for me right now. Uh, I'm having a fuckload of fun with it. Uh, I'm oh, finally at a point where I can play that, Monster Hunter. I just haven't inserted it in the console. Yet. Just do yeah. it. That that reminds me. I did play a little bit of something, but um, yeah, I can't say you game pass a whole lot, huh? You game passing? No, um, I went ahead, downloaded, and played the demo for Final Fantasy VII. Oh, well, fuck. Talk about that. Fuck me. So, I intentionally did not. So, really, it it's not much different than what you saw in the in any of the trailers, right? right. You're just seeing some of the in-between. Um, I like what they're doing so Is far. It- is it a what was I going to ask? Action versus turn based? Yeah, uh, like it, it's very voice. similar systems to yeah. oh, fifteen. Do you have to have uh, PlayStation Plus online? Uh, no. Good. Uh, um, that might that might boost me into actually doing something with it. Thing is, is because uh, I canceled PlayStation Plus months ago. Final Fantasy VII Remake was already an immediate buy for me anyway. Um. Doesn't that come out yeah. this month? Uh, the first part of it should be... Is it this month? I think it's later? Fuck, I don't know. I don't it have might, the date It might me. be April. Um, um, let me talk about something else, Jason. Pull that into the news section so we can talk about the release. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, the, the 
Final Fantasy VII Remake being an uh, already immediate buy for me, basically playing the demo would be just a, you know, is basically makes me play the final or the first missions over when I finally play the game. Okay. And I don't want to do I that. have bring it up just because I found it. Now, this looks like somebody's playing Play Gate for real. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's, a, that's, that's, a, John that's, Hop- that's the map from Johns Hopkins. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, well, they're fucked because they didn't start in Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be because, I mean, I mean, China's like half, half, you know, right. like space race right. alien and half third world country, so. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> but anybody the, who's uh, ever played Plague Inc. is like fucking Madagascar needs to be for, the origin. <laughs> for everybody. And, and as soon as they stop the shipping lanes, you'll see. never kill anybody at Madagascar. Yeah. For everything who can't. Uh, who can't see this that's basically a dark blue background for the ocean black continents and just a bunch of red dots right. all over it right it's amazing you know with everything going on and i'll probably jump into monster hunter at some point like my gamer ADD hit an all-time high we had this household had some crazy things happen this week so i kept it pretty low-key mm. but um i haven't dived back into wilson i don't know why um, I've just been really in the mood for roguelites and I yeah. really like roguelikes. I mean, just it's something with that is to me, that's a casual game. I know that roguelikes by nature are hard, but it's casual in that you get something from your death and you can start over and it's no big deal. Right. Usually you need to put the controller down. Even if you can't, pa- uh, can't pause, you're not going to lose all that it's much. It's a pod, the podcast games and I really like podcasts. Yeah. So, played a little bit more Sea Salt, got fairly far in that, figured out some good tactics for how to use my cultists and my swarmers and all that jazz, and then moved on to playing some other Game Pass games. Um, went back to Void Bastards. Yeah. Um, which I was playing when you guys got here. I felt like the 50 or so hours I've put into that game was okay for me to spend forty ninety nine on the DLC, um, which Game Pass will let you buy at a discount. And cool. who knows how long the game's on, but I know I will easily got my 499 out of it yeah so been playing that some more i'm in like nebula 4 or something like that in my current run current runs about 20 hours deep um got a decent amount of upgrades the dlc is just kind of woven in um includes some robots that steal shit from you while you're pretty brutal oh nice um but yeah um really still like that game if you haven't played void bastards on game pass highly worth it um it's a circle strafe roguelike you just explore derelict ships pick up staples and call it plaz which is like pens plastic yeah um all sorts of random junk to create upgrades it's very uh mdk2 in a way is what it kind of reminds me of the that weird sci-fi goofiness yeah um been playing a lot of for the king again um if you've never played for the king uh, game pass has all the expansions unlocked by default and it is a tabletop simulator and what it does it's a turn-based game you pick out three classes and then they're named nos mcnulty and rusty of course um, and we vary on what classes we play but um, they're not true dnd classes but it plays out like a tabletop game you basically have so many moves you get a turn-based combat the story kind of unfolds as you go the quest kind of unfold as you go and there's several different scenarios so one of the scenarios is just a big overland adventure that has multiple quests to go through to get to the end. One is a frost adventure, so you're going through a lot of frozen waste, which also 
remove set points if you don't wear the right gear. Um, there's a dungeon grind that I like that gets you through stuff fast. The dungeon grind is basically fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. Um, I don't, and then there's one, two specifically explore five dungeons on the map, which are pretty spread out. But um, where that game really shines is you get lore as part of your reward. And the lore is so many points towards unlockables. The unlockables are different starter equipment, different classes that you can have, different events that you can unlock. And it unlocks, like the game rolls out like a module. It's kind of like a modular map that, I mean, that doesn't sound that revolutionary, but it, like a tabletop map. Right. And you're going to do these uh, different events. But fucking, I don't know how many times this fucking, the map was a hastily fucking created fucking, uh, uh, the grid paper fucking like lines on a fucking grid paper just lie the fucking lines down as you, as you go along. It's super. It's like super clean polygonal graphics, right? Yeah, man. It's like yeah, I, uh, I I'm all I'm, right with that. That's I, it's a good light game. It literally saves on the last turn. Right. So if you want to stop and do something else, so for me it was stop and do something with the kiddo, or stop and make dinner, or Stop and play with the dog for a minute. You know, literally could just exit to main menu wherever I'm at. Go do the thing and come in right back to exactly where I'm at. Yeah. And I got an open campaign right now. Um, one of the things it does for progression, too, is you have so many lives. So you got so many revives of your characters. And you can only revive or re get health from items. And you earn gold or get gold from killing things or doing quests. And those gold... You can use to purchase items, or you get those items as rewards. There are random purples and stuff like that, which are better items, and there's only a set amount of items, so the stats and stuff are static. Um, it doesn't have, like, random rolls on items. They're all set up for certain things. You know, if I get these kinds of boots, this is the kind of things that I'm going to have with it. Gotcha. Okay. So there's probably about, you know, 100 pairs of boots, 100 pairs of shirts, 100, you know, yeah, whatever. But um, pretty fun game. I, I It's not... Definitely, it's a good double A game. Okay, yeah. I mean, it it feels it. It sounds great because it sounds like if if you're jonesing for like a D and D situation, um, if you want to play like a light D and D game, that you know, it's not exactly the same, but it's yeah. There's not really like any voice acting or anything like that. Like it's literally just tabletop simulator. The game, and it's not like you know physically tabletop. It's oh. What was that fucking game that is basically a tabletop RPG? Uh, it oh, plays off of uh, fucking... I, I, I don't remember exactly what the name is. Plays it's, off of D&D? Yeah it, yeah, it plays off of D&D. Knights so of Pen and Paper. Knights of Pen and Paper. The game that's, of. that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, I love... <laughs> Knights of Pen and Paper 2 is on Android Play. Yeah. You can I fucking, have it on my phone. Yeah. Just for... The fact that it's a simple game that, if I need to, I can load up there and yeah, the uh, I love that game. Yeah, it, it, that's a pen and paper. That was the one thing I was thinking of. Is like, okay, you know, it, sure, there's games that get super fucking complicated. I mean, if you mm -hmm. look at the rule set for D and D, it's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, you know, you know there's a reason why there is. A literal book that is passed around the fucking table during uh, during gameplay most of the time, of uh, you know, and some of the fucking shits 
so complicated that house rules create are created just to simplify shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you kind of want that, you know, that feeling in a light sense, that's kind of the, that's the kind of game that I, you know, that I see. I'm not big into like, I don't know, fucking like, you know, the, the champions, you know, situation, like fucking, you know, like raid shadow legends or any of those fucking like really memed on fucking overly fucking advertised bullshits. Right. But, uh, you know, is this, the small little fucking like situations where you sit down you play a game it are you know is light rp uh and you uh you know you kind of get that feel yeah i mean the whole draw to that's a pen and paper was that well it's it really does do a good job of really simplifying D and D, but it, mostly it was the writing. Right, it riffs off of it because it, you see the fucking tabletop D and D heavily. Right, and some of the stuff that the it, DM it, right says is just it's fucking classic. Cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. all stuff it's, that you've run into in a D and D game. Exactly. Yeah, you can relate to it, and that is, uh, I mean, if you've ever played D and D, that is uh, something that you can fucking relate to. I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't get an opportunity to actually play D and D as much as I really like to. Um, so, uh, I, I just I fill in that need with a couple different fucking YouTube channels that actually do like really cool D and D stories, uh, and uh, you know, like stories from somebody else's campaign and there's yeah. so many awesome you know if stories. you really want to there's whole modules set up for divinity original sin 2 that run on the D generator in it yeah i heard and if we ever wanted to make a night of that that's something that we could totally do yeah it's it would be it would be a really long night for you because <laughs> it would be an incredibly short day for me uh <laughs> right uh just fucking you know it's it it would be great i would love to actually sit down and play a long fucking game like that uh and i i initially when uh divinity original sin came out with the uh with the dungeon master mode or whatever the fuck they call it i i looked at that and said oh that is gonna be fucking epic you know you're gonna have somebody that's built this fucking map set up the fucking encounters and you know and we can do all kinds of really cool shit with it. Mm. I looked at the fucking map generator and basically my mind fucking melted out of my ear because there's a lot of fucking shit you can do with it. Uh, and I with, said, which uh, one? Uh, Divinity Original Sin. Oh, yeah. And Original Sin 2 actually has an improved version of it. Yeah. Um, but there's so much that you can do with it. There is. There's, you have to, if you're going to go... I looked at that too. And if you're going to go build a story or a campaign in there, right. You have to have a solid idea of what you're doing because otherwise the game gives you, the builder gives you too many options. You could easily get lost in just the options. I've never really been very good at the map making things. Like I tried my hand at, uh, I think there was a Starcraft map, uh, map maker that you could, uh, that you could kind of mess, mess around with. Uh, and I tried, I really did, but 
most of the map maker shit just it's it hits that one fucking weak spot that I've got or well one of the weak spots that I've got is that I'm not very super creative. Um I can tell a story. Like I can uh, I can DM a game. I've done it. Uh it's just if I've had to actually map shit out for somebody or create something outside of maybe some you know like I I like to do like the the secret note pass uh, sometimes, uh, you know, over a tabletop, like somebody gets a thing and that it's up to the player, whether or not they want to share it with the group or not. Um, yeah. you know, and there's a, uh, there's a couple different things that I like to do, but I don't do props. I don't necessarily really do maps. I think that it plays out well, uh, if you describe it well enough that the players can actually see it. Uh, so f- visual situations like, uh, like in a game, you have to have that, mm-hmm. uh, or even online. Like if you're doing online D and D, if it's, uh, you know, if you don't have some form of map or something for the players to watch or look, uh, look at outside of the dice rolls, uh, it tends to get a little boring. Um, so I, I don't do online D and D as much as, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in my situation might. I still kind of prefer the sitting around a fucking table with a uh, Mountain Dew and a fucking bag of Doritos and just go to town with our dice. There's right. nothing that quite replaces actually rolling the bones. <laughs> you know, I agree, and I've <laughs> been missing it. Yeah, for it, the last few years. Yeah, we've been we did. You know, I think the last thing that we did was the uh, the Hunter campaign, and mm-hmm. that was. Uh, and we got about halfway through, and the rest of the group kind of yeah, fell apart. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't last very long. Then again, I don't think they were really into it. You have to have players that really want to get, you know, want to get into the game. Yeah. You know, so and, and it's really hard when your your DM and one player are like the driving only, right. the entire thing you, you kind of have to actually have somebody that wants to fucking play like <laughs> i started making half-hearted decisions because i was tired of making all the decisions right it's like i don't give a fuck <laughs> there is a werewolf rampaging in the village next to you rusty and- was actively trying not to kill the entire group and i'm just like I, uh, honestly, from a fucking DM standpoint, good. I should have probably just fucking killed people. I think that would have... I know that with my situation, Dave has a fast draw system for new characters. Uh-huh. So you roll percentile, and then we have like 100 characters. Right. You, you, Everything that we've encountered is fair game for being a character or your character. Yeah, character death. Yeah. So you die, you get a new character. It's like, here you go. He encourages risky behavior, and sometimes we run into situations that are pretty much no win. So if we die, there's only one person. It's Matt's wife that has, until the last game, had the same character for eight years. Wow. Wow. The character's name was Hashtag Swag. (laughs) Had a magic bottomless bag that carried everything, and she had, like, we, she has little cards for each of the items she had a fucking book of items like wow that's nuts yeah that's crazy and then gets sucked up into a fucking like never-ending vortex of fucking demon energy and all those light items are gone she, she's a, a D hoarder so that was kind of where <laughs> that character came from right 
And then, like, we created our initial characters and everything else was fast draw because me and uh, Peters, the other guy that plays with us, uh, die fairly often. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, when you're playing I, a I'm, fucking you know, I've got Zerker. ADD, so, you know, like, uh, I get bored of the character and it's like, let's get risky. Yeah. Let's see what happens. If I don't make it, I will start from level one again. All right. Do it. Yeah. I I played around with the idea, you know, just to, you know, just to play like a series of one-offs and just fucking go. Uh, tabletop has always been a love for me. So, yep. Uh, I've been, you know, it's just increasingly fucking hard with my uh with my schedule like i have to find somebody that wants to play D that has an australian accent because they're the only ones awake right <laughs> or you know we could we could do one another night of night of the week it just have to be remote like on roll 20 or something where, yeah yeah there's there's quite a know. few different options for online nowadays not just roll uh roll 20 roll 20 was one of the first ones but it also was like hacked so there was that right. but it also has a whole a whole lot of really great built-in options too though yeah it's just um, i can't dm those i'd have to be a player and that's fine with me i love i love being the fucking player there's situations being a dm uh being a dm in those fucking you know those situations is uh you know it it's fun because you kind of have all the power but it's also very stressful because you have to deal with other people like going along with it. What the fuck are you doing? So the, the, the AC blew over Jason's blew like over my, my fucking candy. Uh, the dog's you, over here standing on my shoulders looking at his candy like, oh, fuck. That's that my candy? My candy? Hit floor my candy? Yeah. Uh, it's Her deaf senses were tingling. She felt the vibrations through the floor <laughs> and through my shoulders. <laughs> She's now on high alert. Yeah, I can see that. She's, yeah. She's also thinking to herself, sugar, 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 sugar. We don't, this dog no. does not need sugar. Oh, you want to throw, throw those away? Yeah. Okay. I know what's been on this carpet. <laughs> so, uh, dog yeah. hair. Damn, I just got a shock directly to the eardrum. All right, so do we want to take a break? Yeah, we <sighs> could we could take a break right now. <laughs> we'll be right back. small amounts of news right things are happening i mean we did watch that atomic heart trailer yeah the the atomic heart looks really cool like a fucking you know we we, you had said cross fallout with near automata basically with a russian theme yeah with a russian theme i mean it was weird looking uh initially when the first trailer came out i'm pretty Um, i think i'm in yeah it it's gonna be something that I'll at least try, or at least I'll at least give it a shot. I will too. Um, it's it's still kind of like a a robotic dystopia situation, right? So and it it was unique enough in uh, in pres uh, presentation that you know piqued my interest. It's not like yeah. I will have this game. 
it is it's interesting i might i might give it a go like it's not on the same level of final fantasy 7 right yeah not maybe not quite you know but it's good it's been so long since i've played final fantasy i think i could definitely give it a go at this point oh i will say that um i played and finished a game yeah um, I forgot to talk about it, but I can kind of weave it into news. So I played Journey to the Savage Planet and finished it about 20-odd hours. Oh, yeah. Um, played it half on my phone and half on the console. Well, pretty decent trip double-A game. Another kind of double-A. And I'll say that essentially that I didn't give it an accurate enough description. I think it's very Metroid. Okay. So you unlock abilities after scanning things and taking samples and getting to different areas to upgrade your equipment so you can continue to move on. A handful of boss fights, um, but for the most part, it's all about just getting around the environment through a weird 3D platformer. Um, it's not. It's kind of pitched in a way that it has to do with survival, but there's no eating or drinking or any of that kind of stuff. Um, you're literally just using your abilities to further your progression, and the pr- progression is very open-ended. You can explore wherever you want based on what abilities you have. You revisit areas to get more things and stuff to continue to progress. Um, overall, um, you can find it for between 20 and 30 bucks. You're fine. Yeah. They released it on Game Pass, which they may. It seems like a lot of the games that come out on Epic end up on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I probably would play it on game pass for sure um but yeah 20-ish hours um only real gripe is it doesn't have a good save feature so it auto saves but if you quit while you're exploring you just end back up at the ship and then you got to go collect your goods kind of like dark souls uh, that you'd been collecting so it's worth it to try to find a teleporter to get you back and you don't have teleporters unlocked for the first hour or so so um but Traveling around doesn't take that long either. It's not a huge map. It's a very vertical map. Um, so it's uh, continues to move up versus out, which is kind of different. But, yeah, I had a pretty decent amount of fun with it. But, you know, it's not going to be my game of the year or anything. I just felt like it was worth playing. Right. Um, and the game streaming thing seems to continue to amaze the fuck out of me. So it's... Yeah. You can get on the Xbox Insider program, which is free. Um, you can get the access to that and have a lot of fun playing games on your phone and then play them on your TV, which is kind of cool. So, that being said, um, talk about some game releases and jump into a couple of stories for our new segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amnesia Rebirth is coming out. If you played the original Amnesia, that's a game way too fucking scary for me and too scary for most people I know that play hero games. It is not a power fantasy at all. Um, it is not in the way of, like, Resident Evil where you can still fight back. You literally just hide and go crazy when you look at scary shit. The sound design on the original, although it looks fucking clunky now, was scary. Um, I don't know if Rebirth is a full-on reboot of the original. If it is, that game is scary as fuck. Um, it looked like it was done on an updated Unreal. It looked very much uh, modern. Yeah, and that, and that game with modern graphics and a better sound than it already had, yeah, would be fucking terrifying. I'm like you spend half the time hiding in covers and crying, um, or whimpering, <laughs> and that's your character does that, then you start to in real life. It just it's unnerving <laughs> as fuck. If you're into that kind of stuff, that kind of adrenaline, it is easily the scariest game I've ever played, hands down. 
put a bow in it. It is it is definitely the scariest thing I've ever played. Nope, I can't. I cannot. Nope, ne- ne- it will not happen. I probably will not play that game. Um, I, I have problems. I, I mean, I did play Outlast, and I played through it, and I forced myself to finish Outlast. I didn't play Outlast 2 because I heard it wasn't as good. But, uh, you know, the original Outlast, basically, I shot myself at least a few times, and I, w- I am on record stating multiple times that that game actually increased my stress level while I was trying to de-stress. That game sucked so hard for me to finish. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to put myself through Amnesia Rebirth. Yeah, there's some um, genuinely scary games, and there's some pretty scary VR games, too. And I stayed VR away horror from that. Is just I stayed the fuck away from VR horror. Holy shit. Like, I do not need to be, like, stuck in a fucking world in a horror situation. Hey, whenever they release that VR Iron Man experience, I'm totally going to try that out. Uh, I'm more towards uh, Alex. I, I really want to play Alex. Uh, that The Half-Life I'll Alex. I'll be behind on that. I, the, you know... I'm getting very close with Free Range Lola to start trying VR. Um, I'm gonna, The next thing I'm going to do is maybe try... Me and Rusty had a very sarcastic Monster Hunter World versus Void Bastards uh, yeah. conversation earlier. However, that still doesn't dissuade me from wanting to try Monster Hunter World again. I really so, wish you would play it on PC. I'm, I'm not going to rebuy it after I've already put this much time into it. <sighs> right. I'm not going to go back through back through the whole grind again to get to the point to play Iceborne. I can make that shit fast. I don't have the same schedule. I still can make it fast. Anyways. Like, one minute fucking hunts. Like, getting through the story is easy. Regardless, I'm not rebuying it, and I do enjoy it at 4K HDR on the Xbox One X, um, and that is not something I'm going to get on my PC. Me, 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 me. At 30 frames per second. No, not at 30. Um, and fucking high- substandard load times. I could be That's loaded all- into the fucking uh, loaded into the fucking map and halfway killing the fucking uh, monster. By it takes the time me about it. a minute, and it takes me ten seconds. Yeah, I mean that is a benefit, but it's not worth eighty bucks to me. If I had a better graphics card, if I was rocking a twenty eighty, I'd probably do it. But I'm not rocking a twenty eighty. You don't need a twenty eighty to play that game on PC. Not up at four K HDR. You do, anyways. Oh, whatever. Moving on. Fucking Jason, did you have a story? Moving on. So, uh, this guy. It has been announced that uh, the Last of Us movie adaption has officially been dropped in favor of adapting it into a mm. HBO series. Interesting. Yeah, if they do it justice, it'll be cool. Um, I mean, to be honest, really, to do it justice, that makes more sense than a movie per se. Yeah, considering the track record movies have been, you know, have had. Now, recently, that's been less of a thing. Yeah, because Witcher flipped that on its head. Well, Witcher is is still a series on Netflix. Uh, I still consider feature movies in a movie theater versus Netflix releases. Something completely different. Yeah, but the caliber of Netflix releases on the when it's good have been exceptionally good. Right, but I mean the like. Have you seen The Irishman? So the the situation here is uh, feature releases, you know, featuring video game characters. Like uh, uh, the last two that I can think of right now is uh, Detective Pikachu and fucking Sonic, right? All right. Okay. 
they didn't flop like fucking the original Super Mario did, <laughs> right? Uh, we have the actually, technology now to make things look right. We have, yeah, we have the technology yeah, to make things look right. We're not getting a director that has zero interest in vision. Right. Yeah. So it's it's starting to turn around. Do, would The Last of Us work well as a movie? I don't think so. As a series, yes. Yeah, I because mean, it's the moment-to-moment in that game right. that makes it good. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the right move. And it'd be really hard to capture that moment-to-moment in a movie and really kind of encompass everything that happened in the game. Well, you and can... it's the game is filled through is filled with like really intense bursts of like 10 minutes of action and a whole bunch of stealth and conversation in between. Yeah, you can uh, you can add to the tension and drama throughout uh, throughout the whole thing in in a story situation and put them in a bad spot, right? You know, and that would be like the cliffhanger for the episode, and then you can go into the next one, right? I I yeah. am legitimately looking forward to that game. I've thought about replaying it again. <laughs> I've got a lot on the replay. Yep. <sighs> um, and then also another news: um, the former lead combat designer on God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, announced on his Twitter this week that uh, he has now joined in exile. Mm, interesting. I wonder for what. That's a no, weird exactly. draft for them. They haven't really done action games. It's always been turn-based. Like, like, not they're exactly dead. sure, but it was on Dean Raymar's Twitter. I'm just I saying, mean, Bird's Tale, Torment, Wasteland... All turd-based games. Yeah. It's kind of a weird situation, isn't it? It is a really weird situation. Hmm. I mean, they just released Wasteland Remastered. Um, that is as classic as fuck, um, but you need to go into that with an old-school attitude. <laughs> right. Uh, they just updated it. The gameplay is very similar to what it was before. I mean, it's been rumored that their new IP would be like a AAA RPG. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, we'll I'd like see. to see what happens after Wasteland Three. Yeah, and that comes out this year too. Yep. Oh boy, but I've got that's pretty much what I had. Oh, I've got a hell of a story, and then rest you can follow up hopefully with something a little bit lighter, maybe. Um, so there's been I pulled this from Game Rant. And there's a report from an Australian Strategic Policy Institute that reveals that there's a few companies that have been potentially benefiting from China's re-education camps. So if you don't know what that is, um, if you're of Islamic faith in uh, China, um, they have what's called the Vocational Education and Training Centers. And what it is, it's essentially, uh, they call it countering terrorism. It's essentially uh, slave labor. Yeah. They're sounds, labor camps. Sounds and like a concentration camp to me. Anyways, um, they're saying that Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have potentially uh, benefited from this fourth low cost. Well, I'm sure that they didn't, you know, they didn't like target benefit from it, right? It I don't like, think they don't, knew. Right. But the between 2017 and 2019, it's rumored that they were using. Um, products that came from these labor camps, and, and that's and that has actually happened in China before. I think Nike mm-hmm. was under the same boat; like yep. they didn't know that the you know they didn't know that some of the uh, the production facilities were actually you know children 
you know, were, you know, doing that and it hurt their brand. Uh, it's probably the same, you know, same situation where they weren't fully, you know, in touch with how things were being manufactured or, uh, or worked on on their side, you know, on the manufacturing side. And then they found out later on that, oh, this, this came from this re-education camp, you know, and yep. it doesn't fit with the company's policy, like that, the manufacturing policies. That was a big stink for them. They lost a ton of money in stocks. Oh, yeah. That, the Nike thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, pretty much anybody that, you know, that does that, that's, that's why... You know the uh, the manufacturing workflow needs to be monitored. If you have, you know, if you have shit being made overseas, like from mm-hmm. especially for big companies, you have to make sure that your manufacturing facilities are up to snuff. Well, I mean, that's these are the kinds of things that make a lot of gamers who have some kind of heart um, really upset. With like the Blizzard controversy we talked about a few but, months back, right, exactly. Uh, we don't. And, and any time a company starts to pander to China because of money, uh, a lot of us who have some kind of scruples start to wonder about, It's you know, it's not the Chinese people are against, it's the way that they run that country. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like this are pretty fucking vile. It is. I mean... I don't want to even think about the hardware I have that may have accidentally come from that. Right. You know, And I probably do have something. Well, the reality here is you look at anything that basically has a circuit board in it and a lot of that comes from china uh that is that's just the reality of you know electronics it's mostly manufactured there at least the base components are yeah uh you know and you as a consumer you have very little yeah, it's usually manufactured there but assembled somewhere else whether right. it's here I bet in the you. states or I mean, your wish dongs are coming from slave labor. You got to stop buying the wish dongs. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't use those fucking things as rolling pins, right? That's correct. Uh, <laughs> Do you got anything lighter than that, Russ? Uh, I mean, I've been looking through a couple of uh, a couple things right now. I've got, uh, you know, like the release uh, release schedule for the next few weeks. Which looks really fucking good, by the I way. I wish it was just a little bit later. Um, yeah, it it really does kind I have of so much not money right now. It it really does kind of hurt the pocketbook to look at this uh, look at this list. But I'm going to go over basically the 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 top level <laughs> shit right now. I'm just going to cry. Um, so of course, uh, just this week, uh. There was uh, Division Two Warlords of New York, uh, you know, came uh, came out. Uh, but what we're looking forward to in the in the coming weeks, at least for me, uh, there is uh, Ori in the Will, uh, Will of the Wisps is coming out for PC and Xbox on March 11th. Game Pass, which is, I mean, I've been looking forward to another fucking Ori game. Those are uh, it's those on Game really- Pass. Yes, and I still have my Game Pass subscription. That's one of the things that I won't turn off. Uh, just too good of a fucking like value, right? Oh yeah. Uh, and and then of course, if you're a uh, if you're one of those people who still plays Elder Scrolls Online, uh, the Harrow Storm DLC is coming out on March 10th. Uh, see, there are. Uh, there are a few more. Uh, Doom Eternal is a big one. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming out on March 20th. And, of course, you can pre-order it now, but don't just buy it when it comes out because, you know, 
we've already gone over this, right? Um, but it also comes uh, comes out alongside Doom 64's re-release. Um, and I don't know if you've played Doom 64, but I, I have. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, had, I went straight from Doom 2 to Doom 3. I had a... I had a... Uh, I had a Nintendo 64. I played Doom 64. Yeah, I mean, the most violent thing I was able to play on that when I was a kid was uh, Goldeneye. Um, my parents gave no shits, so Paintball I... <laughs> mode on Goldeneye, right? Oh, fuck yeah. it. Man, I I loved it. Now, Doom 64 has, uh, was, you know, it was really fun. I uh, played the fuck out of that, but of course it's going to be quite dated. So this re-release is just a little bonus that comes along with Doom Eternal. Um, uh, Half-Life Alex is coming out a few days later at March 23rd, which I am specifically looking forward to. Um, I want more. And on top of that, uh, there was uh, there were some reports from the uh, from the developers from Half-Life Alex. They were asked the question whether or not this opens the door for more Half-Life games, you know, from Valve. Uh, and uh, right now they're looking more towards, you know, increasing their their VR presence, you know, with, uh, with Half-Life. If Alex does well, uh, that means that there might be more, uh, more episodes of Half-Life in the VR space. Uh, but that does not discount the, you know, the idea that they would, possibly shuffle more resources into the main IP of Half-Life. It's the closest we've ever gotten to Half-Life 3 confirmed. It's not confirmed, of course. They have not said outright said that they're making it, but it's there. This is the door. Make it happen, buy a VR headset, play via uh, Alex, and you know, let Valve know that we want more Half-Life. Uh, <laughs> um... There are uh, there are quite a few games that come out in March right now. I'm looking at a full list of things that I probably won't ever play, uh, but there's plenty of uh, plenty of games that are uh, that are coming out and being released for Switch specifically. Um, and uh, let's see, of course, there are some shit that's coming out for you know for Stadia. I can talk about Stadia, I guess uh, Stadia. Uh, right now, uh, developers are staying the fuck away from Stadia. They're not yep. committing to Stadia at all. No, nope. I'm um, really hoping it doesn't hurt Baldur's Gate three. I don't think it's gonna. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is you know is probably going to be a uh, you know a, a much stronger release for PC and less for Stadia. Uh, most of the uh, uh, most of the developers that have kind of stayed away from Stadia is uh, they're reflecting what the uh, the gamer the player base is saying. It's not ready, and there isn't a whole lot of support for it. Like Google is not supporting it enough. Um, that and Google's basically coming up to uh, you know th- these developers and not giving them really a big incentive to be on the platform. And they're just like we have a platform you want on, you know. Right. Whereas, uh, you know, whereas there's there's different platforms that will allow you know will that will 
help the developers to kind of develop the game for the platform. You know, give them a kit or give them some kind of incentive to be an exclusive or something of that nature. It's, it's hard to do for Google because they don't have... Uh, I, I honestly believe Google doesn't have the uh, the gaming background to be able to do that properly. They've yeah. just always provided a platform and people just use that platform because it was, well, you know, one of maybe two platforms. I'm thinking Apple and Android, right? So, you know, with the gaming space, not quite the same. There's plenty of platforms and there's different ways to play. Uh, and Google is just kind of screwing the pooch on Stadia. I doubt that Stadia is going to last the year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's, they're still kind of pushing to, uh, you know, to put some games on it right now. I think the division two is coming up, you know, uh, coming up for a Stadia release. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm super glad I haven't bought into it. <laughs> right. Uh, but just if if you're looking for, you know, just one game, like I am only looking for one game right now, and that is Doom Eternal, and that is coming in fucking a couple weeks. I can't wait. That is going to be so fucking awesome. <clears throat> uh, I don't know of anything else on on the list here there's you know i'm i'm looking at a i'm not seeing a whole lot here why am i it's okay i've been skimming now for 20 minutes looking for additional things i've been skimming all week and i thought i'd posted a lot to our private group and realized all i did was post a bunch of memes you did you posted a fuckload of memes but that uh did not help the cause at all so i apologize right now to the cast and to our listeners but also the long short of it is it's like gdc is having some issues because of the coronavirus scare packs had a few having issues yeah and I mean, a lot of a lot, lot of a lot of the people. Maybe it's safe. Maybe it's not. Who knows? I mean, obviously, I don't want you to have that virus, but well, I don't know enough to know how dangerous or not dangerous. A lot it is. of the developers and publishers are just playing it safe right now, and they're just they're pulling out of these conventions because the the it's not necessarily a high risk at the convention itself. It's more the travel involved in between, especially considering most of these publishers or most of these developers are coming from areas that do have much higher, a much higher number of infections than we do here. It's called an abundance of caution. And right now, a lot of these companies are taking the abundance of caution method method. Of doing things. I mean, Bungie basically uh, sent all of their developers home to work from home. Uh, So, you know, that's just one company that's basically said, out of abundance of caution, nobody's currently, you know, infected, but we don't want anybody to spread it around the fucking office, right? So, work from home until the shit blows over. I mean, developers can do that. But... What what it really means is, I mean, if GDC is uh, is canceled, uh, and you know other conventions are are having 
uh, people pull out because of these things. We're looking right down the barrel of, uh, of E3 2020. E3 is probably one of the bigger fucking like, uh, you know, venues for release news. Yeah. And And the hard part was E3 was already going to be significantly thinner just for the simple fact that uh, PlayStation pulled out, right? PlayStation pulled out. Yeah, which is a really weird move considering it's a console launch year. But they have done that in the past and then they've done their own little fucking like reveal convention, like a little thing. Uh but they've, you know, they've done it you know, they've broadcast it online. So this could be, you know, a you know, a fairly weird year for uh, you know, for release news uh you know, and news in general for uh, uh, for gaming, you know, coming from the conventions is considering all of the developers or most of the developers are just taking a uh, abundance of caution measure. Well, it's a uh, it's getting late. It is. <laughs> My battery's just like yeah. All of our brains are well, everybody's except for mine. Um, well, Jason. Where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show, Cabbage KBG. Uh, picking up the pixels, um, you've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They play video games and do things and stuff. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.